are you taking responsibility for yourself and your trading or are you trying to shove it off on somebody else or are you trying to get the quick answer you know like that kid who copies off of you in a class or whatever yeah. in elementary school hey it's walter here and you're at the think profit podcast where we're going to help you develop a rock solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching right hugh that's right we're going to help you develop a wealth mindset develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh, sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Hugh, so I had this question from a trader. He's saying, hey, Walter, where do you think the euro is headed? <laughs> and so like, you know, sometimes people will ask this and it's kind of funny to me because, and I understand, I used to be there. I used to actually, after work, call my buddy up on, the, on Skype and we would look at the same charts on Ninja, on Ninja Trader. We look at the pound yen and we would look at the three minute charts and we would sit down and we would literally say, okay, are we buying or selling? <laughs> like it was just, we knew that we were going to take a trade. Like we just didn't know which direction. Right. And like, I get it. I get it. And it's funny to you. And it's funny to me because you can speak for yourself, but I'm pretty sure you don't look at trading like that anymore. It's more about sitting around waiting for the opportunity to present itself than it is to sit down and have to know, well, I'm a trader where's the market going? <laughs> like, that's not, you know what I mean? That's not your job. That's not necessarily your job. So it's one of the things I try to impress on traders is that you don't have to know where the market is going at any given time. In fact, I usually have no clue. It's only once in a while that I look at it and I say, ah, I see what's going on here. This possibly could set up a really nice trade if it does A or if it does B, but if it does C, then no, right? So it's, it's almost like you're thinking of probabilities. Like, let's say, it's not like you, when you're driving. If you're driving and you see a car and he, he looked like he stopped and it looks like he's gonna turn across your, you know, across your lane, but he doesn't have his blinker on. So he doesn't have a signal on. So you don't really know if he's gonna turn or not. You gotta, you gotta like kind of anticipate, go, well, he looks like he's slowing down, like he's gonna turn, right? And it seems like he thinks he has enough space because I'm farther back. So he's just going to turn in front of me. So I got to kind of like pull back a bit and make sure that I don't slam into this guy. Right. Hey there. I hope you're finding this episode useful. I just wanted to let you know that Walter and I give away something valuable every month that helps traders improve their skills. You can enter to win by simply leaving an iTunes review and leaving a comment on our YouTube videos. At the end of each month, we'll look at the comments and reviews from the month and we'll pick a winner at random. Each comment and each review counts for one entry during the month that it's submitted. So if you're interested in that, be sure to enter after this podcast is over. All right, back to the episode. And that's kind of the way I look at trading. It's like, you know, I look at the charts, I go, no idea, no idea, no idea, no idea. Oh, okay, this one. Maybe if it does this or this, possibly a trade. But if it does that, then definitely no trade. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. kind of... You got to think of probabilistic thinking and, and the, the false duality error strikes traders just as much as it strikes everyone else, which is this idea that if it didn't do this, then it must be this, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm an NFL general manager and we draft a quarterback in the first round and that quarterback doesn't win a bunch of games in his first year, then we got to kick him to the curb or trade him or whatever. He's no good to us. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? But it, it might not be that. It might be that your team sucks, right? It might be that your coach sucks. It might be that – it could be that the quarterback sucks. And maybe he's athletically gifted, but mentally, you know, he, he doesn't have that resilience that you need as a quarterback because the world comes crashing down when you keep losing. 
right? So there's a lot of things there. It's not just, that's why you have like, here's a famous example. And I know I'm getting into the NFL world here. So a lot of people are going to tune out, but Steve Young was a quarterback. He trade, he played for the USFL, which is a, was a, a rival league to the NFL for a few years. And then it folded. And then he went and trade, he went and played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which at the time was the, one of the worst teams in the history of the league. Okay. And the San Francisco 49ers had Joe Montana, mostly considered probably the best quarterback or one of the top three quarterbacks of all time at the time. And they, they traded for Steve Young on this terrible team. And literally everyone except the coach, who his name's Bill Walsh, everyone thought he was loony. Everyone thought it was a waste to trade for this terrible quarterback. But Joe Walsh saw a really good quarterback just in a bad team. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, as traders, that's something we got to do too. You know what I mean? Like we got to look at it and we, it's not just an either, or it's not just, you know, this guy, Steve Young sucks or he's great. It's not that there's other influences. So Mm -hmm. when we look at the charts, it's not just like we're going to buy or we're going to sell. It's, it's more about, does it look like there's going to be a signal here or possibly a signal very soon? If there is, okay, I'm going to get on the edge of my seat and, and keep an eye on it. And that's, that's all I am. So I'm just an opportunity seeker in the markets. I am not a person who like will know whether the, the NASDAQ is going up or the S and P 500 or the Euro. Like, I don't know. Nobody I only that. know if it fits a certain pattern. Yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, uh, to unpack that a little bit more also, like I think it shows that this person doesn't want to take responsibility sometimes. I mean, it's good to ask questions. Obviously you should do that if you're a beginner and yeah, that's a beginner question. And this might not be yeah. the case for this guy or this person, but, um, I think it also shows they don't want to take responsibility for their their results, right? They kind of want to ask somebody, oh, what's the stock tip? What's the Forex tip? Which direction is the NASDAQ going, right? <laughs> and they want to take a trade based on that. At least that's the way I read it when I get these emails. Yeah. So if, yeah. if that's yeah. the case, then I'll just hit delete because they're just looking for a simple answer. But if they ask, hey, how can I you know, learn a certain pattern? How can I backtest something? Then, then I'll answer them and say, oh, this is how you do it. This is how you get started or whatever. But um, I think that's a big part of it. It's like, are you taking responsibility for yourself and you're trading or are you trying to shove it off on somebody else? Or are you trying to get the quick answer? You know, like that kid who copies off of you in a class or whatever yeah. in elementary school. So I think that's yeah. a big part of it also to consider. Yeah. The, and, and to your point, there are, the, the way trading is set up now, you can, you can just copy other <laughs> yeah. Like if that's what you're doing, there's plenty of platforms out there like uh, eToro or whatever, where you can just link up your account to to the other traders and um, and when they take the trades, you will. So you don't have to worry about it. You know, it's like signals on steroids where you don't, you don't, you know, so if that's your thing, you can go ahead and do that. That's fine. But if you want to learn how to trade, I think one of the big aha moments is when you get to that point where you're like, ah, I don't have to take a trade, right? Yeah. Even traders who specialize in one market. I'll tell you a quick story. So there was this guy in Africa, best trader I've ever seen in my life. Amazing, right? And every year he would sit down and go, which pair am I going to trade? And he like he traded the pound yen for the whole year. And that's all he would do is either buy or sell the pound yen all year long. So he was a market specialist. He made so much money that his country didn't want to let him out. <laughs> they wanted to take his money and like tax him and all this stuff because, you know, they like he was a significant he could have been a significant contributor to the economy. And he wanted to get out of Africa and go up to Europe and take his family. So they were playing games with him, not allowing visas for his family and stuff. You know, it was all it was a big mess. But, um, but yeah, so that's, you know, and so even him, my point is circle back around. My point is even this dude who just traded the pound yen still had days where he sat down, 
fired up his computer. He looked at it and he said, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's okay to say that. It's totally cool. You know, you don't have to know. You don't have to know as a trader where it's going to go. It's totally cool to, to in fact, that's, that is my most common response when I look at the charts is, <laughs> don't know. You know, I just don't know. So that's cool. That's totally cool, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Quick question on that. How did he, how did he determine which pair he wanted to trade? I don't know. Like he would just, <laughs> he would just like, I don't know if he was reading the news or he just had a feeling like, I think the pound yen is going to kind of, you know, skyrocket this year. Yeah. You know, um, he was a guy I met through Colin. Do you remember Colin Jessup? Yeah. He's sadly passed. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Canadian trader. Really cool guy. Traded for three hedge funds. Amazing dude. He was like, I, I met this uh, dude in Africa f- through Colin. So it wasn't really, you know what I mean? And he was like totally legit, totally kind human, all that stuff. And they had worked out that they were trying to get, I think, from Africa, instead of going straight to Europe, they're going to go to Dubai or something to try and get out of town. But it was like, like I said, they were they, like the government was like holding back family members and stuff and making it really tough on him because they wanted a piece of the pie. You know, they saw what was coming through his account, <laughs> which is crazy, which is crazy when you think about it. But I mean, it just points out like you don't have to be a trader that trades, you know, 35 markets like I do. You can just trade one. You can be a market specialist. It's totally cool, man. Mm-hmm. Totally cool to do that. That's your if that's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a wide range of ways to be successful. So find yours. All right. Thanks, Walter. See ya. Yeah. All information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice.